0: grace and peace to you from god our father and from our lord and savior jesus christ amen on thanksgiving day we can unfortunately sometimes sound a bit like the pharisee in the story that jesus told about the pharisee and the tax collector praying in the temple the pharisee if if you recall very briefly got off to a good start he said god i thank you but then if you recall, uh, that good start didn't last very long. It took, quickly took a, a troubling turn as he said, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, and adulterers, or even like that miserable tax collector over there. If you listen to any of the speeches that are made today or that had been made uh, during this uh, week around Thanksgiving or, or read any articles that, that are printed on, on the theme of Thanksgiving, that uh, especially by public figures, politicians and so forth, listen for that echo of the Pharisee. We Americans in general are, are pretty big on self-congratulation and, and so it's a wonder that we don't all have rotator cuff issues from patting ourselves on the back for all of the great things that we have done good to remember, but it's also dangerous if our remembrance has the wrong focus. And so God in his word today tells us, be careful, be conscientious to remember what the Lord has done for you. And if you've accomplished much in this past year with your own hands, then be careful to remember who it is that created these hands of yours and gave you the abilities that you Put to work for for good purposes if your business and investments have done well this past year then be careful to remember who is the Lord of the economy farmers must be careful to remember who it is that sends the sunshine and the rain in due season and who miraculously brings life from an apparently lifeless little seed be careful to remember, or we, like Israel, will be humbled. After the Israelites left Egypt, it took only two years for them to reach Mount Sinai and, and to receive uh, the, the law and the commandments from God and then to approach the border of Canaan, the, the promised land, the land that God had promised four centuries earlier to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give to their descendants. But when they approached that land, even with God's instruction to go in and, and take it over, they were afraid to challenge the inhabitants of the land in spite of the fact that the Lord had promised to give that land to them. They forgot. They did not remember who had just a couple of short years ago who had changed the hardened heart of Pharaoh in order to deliver them from slavery in Egypt. They had forgotten who it was that had miraculously allowed them to cross through the Red Sea on dry ground to escape the pursuing armies of Pharaoh? And then who had drowned that army of Pharaoh that was pursuing them in the waters of the Red Sea? They'd forgotten who it was who had led them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And for yourself. Think about over the past year, how many of the Lord's blessings to you in this past year you have already forgotten. Because the Israelites were not careful to remember, the Lord humbled them and caused them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. There wasn't enough food there in the wilderness to satisfy the people's hunger. Even though they had forgotten what the Lord had done for them, though, God did not forget them. Every jar of manna that they collected that that had miraculously appeared on the ground in the morning was a call from God to them to remember who it was that was providing for them. And on the seventh day, the Sabbath day, even the, the absence of the manna on that day, again, was a reminder to them of the previous six days of who it was that was miraculously providing for them in that special way. And that absence of manna on the Sabbath day also reminded them that their souls also needed to be fed. Because as we read in in this text from Deuteronomy chapter 8, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And when that manna appeared, it was something new and and strange and miraculous for the Israelites. They had never seen something like that before that, that just appeared on the ground and could be eaten and satisfied their hunger. And so they asked, what is it? And in Hebrew, that question is manna. Perhaps it would have been better if they had asked, who sent this? Perhaps it would have been better if they had called it instead of manna, what is it, if they had called it instead God's gift. Careful to remember who fed you this past year. Remember who said, let there be, and then created vegetation to give us food. Remember who said, let there be, and divided the waters on the surface of the earth from the waters above and the clouds to provide rain for the earth. Remember who said, let there be, and then created all kinds of animals and, and gave them to us for us to enjoy for food. Be careful to remember who causes your dining table to groan under the weight of all the wonderful food that you have prepared and you will enjoy today. Be even more careful, though, to remember whose word has nourished your soul. Remember the word who became flesh and who lived among us full of grace and truth. Remember who lived perfectly for you. Remember who died for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Remember who rose from the dead to guarantee your resurrection from death. Be careful to remember the word of God that gave life to you through your baptism. Be careful to remember the word from the mouth of the Lord that forgives all of your sins as you eat and drink his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. The people of Israel listening to Moses that day must have been humbled when Moses, when God, through Moses, reminded them that the clothes on their backs had, had been protecting them for 40 years and, and that their sandals that they'd been wearing for 40 years of wandering through the wilderness were still not worn out after miles and miles on the march. Today, of course, we must replace our, our clothes and shoes much more often than just once every 40 years. But surely even the Israelites who had that miraculous provision from God for those 40 years would be amazed at the clothing and shoes that we have today. They even possibly imagine the variety, the, the ease of care, the colors and the fit of the clothes that, that we have today? Not to mention the size of our wardrobes. Be careful to remember not only food and clothing, but also house and home, transportation and entertainment, good weather, good government, good health. We too must feel humble to realize how much we are given through the grace of God. We are unworthy, but we are his dearly loved children whom he showers so richly with every grace and blessing. On the other hand perhaps not everything has been good for you this past year and if that is the case still be careful to remember who it is who promises to work all things even difficult and painful things for your eternal good for your salvation be careful to remember that the lord your god sometimes disciplines you as a child recall when your own parents disciplined you as a child Although our parents weren't perfect, hopefully most of the time that discipline was for our good and was an indication that our parents really cared about us enough to discipline us. Discipline really is for our good. The opposite of love is apathy, not caring enough about someone to discipline them in love. Think about the the fact that time and time again you hear, Testimonies from wayward youth who lament the fact that no one cared about them enough to draw a line in the sand over which they would not dare to step for fear of discipline. Remember that the good Lord cares enough about us to discipline us when we need it. Be careful to remember to keep the commands of the Lord your God. He is the God of creation. He is the God of redemption. He is also the Lord of your life. When Jesus is your Lord, your daily life then is shaped by his will for you. When Jesus is your Lord, you not only hear his word, but you listen to his word with the ears of your heart. When Jesus is your Lord, the the light of Christ that shines into your life is radiated through your mouth and through your living into a, a sin-filled darkened world when jesus is your lord you become a good steward of the abundance that he has so richly blessed you with and that he has so richly blessed our country with think about uh, the ways that god has so richly blessed us here in the united states all the the resources of the of the promised land and so many more think about that land of canaan that god promised to give to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the Israelites. That land is roughly the size of one of the smallest of the United States. We have thousands of times more fresh water than that land of Canaan had. We have wheat and barley, but also corn and soybeans and rice and peanuts. We have vines and fig trees, but also apples and, and peaches and cranberries. We have pomegranates and oranges, as well as pineapples and tomatoes. We have olive oil, as well as petroleum. We have ample bread to satisfy our hunger, as well as so many more things that we don't really need, cakes and pies and donuts. We have iron and copper, as well as uranium and aluminum. We have whole forests of of different kinds of trees and wood that, that were unknown to the ancient Israelites. We have silicon microchips, paper, plastic, and rubber, and and thousands of other things that were unknown to Moses and to the Israelites. And with abundant wealth also comes abundant responsibility. For us who know Jesus, we have abundant power to exercise the abundant responsibility that God has entrusted to us in God-pleasing ways. Our charge from God is to manage God's world in order to give all glory to him. For us sinful human beings, that's that's too much of a responsibility for us to do on our own. We can only rule the wealth that our good Lord gives us when we are filled with power through his Holy Spirit. He enables us to keep the commands of the Lord our God so that we can manage all the, the, the money and wealth and possessions that God has entrusted to us. Fathers and mothers, God enables you to keep the commands of the Lord your God so that you will not provoke your children to anger and to self-destructive ways. Children, God enables you to keep the commands of the Lord so that as he promises, it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Husbands and wives, God enables you to keep the commands of the Lord your God so that you may lead a pure and decent life in words and actions. Employers and employees, God enables you to keep the commands of the Lord your God so that together you may produce not only enough to provide for your own needs, but also to supply the needs of others as well. Claim the power of the gospel. In Jesus, you have power. You are able to obey God's will, to live in his ways, and to revere and give all glory to him. Yes, it's true that we may often feel too weak to keep our Lord's commands. Yet, when in our weakness, we turn to Jesus' bloodstained cross and to his empty tomb, then we receive anew his power made perfect in our weakness. Be careful to remember. Be careful to keep God's commands. And finally, be careful to praise the Lord. Year after year, our Lord continues to be extravagant in all the blessings he showers upon us. But there is also danger in that abundance. We often tend to forget to thank God as the source of all our blessings, especially in times of great bounty. Be careful to thank and praise the generous Lord God. Unspoken gratitude does no good to anyone. The Lord does know your heart. But again and again, in the book of Psalms, God urges us to praise the Lord. I need to hear you say, praise the Lord. You need to hear each other, the members of our congregation, say together, hallelujah. Most of all, you need to hear yourself say, thank you, good Lord. But how can we always be full of thanks and praise? When we look at the power of the devil in our lives and in the world around us, when we think of the sins that we have committed since last Thanksgiving Day, when we hear in the news about wars and earthquakes and people starving, it seems that every silver lining has a storm cloud above it. How can we sing in victory when sickness, Death and despair surround us. We can do that by joining the Apostle Paul's victory song in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where he says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, after you've done justice to your turkey or ham, to the yams or the mashed potatoes, to the pumpkin pie or the apple pie, then be careful to remember the good, how good the Lord has been to you. When you've been sated with watching the football game and sit back and relax, be careful to remember the commands of the Lord your God and to keep them. For the rest of your life on this earth, whether you're eating steak or or just rice and beans, whether you're in robust or in ailing health, whether you have an abundance or too little, remember to praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen.